Hello, hello, everyone. Amanda Grace here with you today. Welcome, welcome. I am going to bring Mr. Marty Grisham on in just a moment. Oh, yep, he's in rare form. I'm just giving a public service announcement right now. Marty Grisham is in rare form, so this should be good. So hello to everybody jumping on in the United States and around the world and our Ark of Grace team, our moderators. Thank you for helping us do what we do for the Lord. So I have the door open. We'll see who comes in and out. If Cyrus comes in, he's going to want to touch the shofar. That's a whole thing I don't even know Marty knows about yet, but we'll tell him. So let's bring him in. Well, hey, Amanda. Hello. <laughs> rare form. Rare form. <laughs> I guess that's better than unrare or, you know, usual. Rare form is a good thing. It means, it means you're, you're ready to go. I'm ready to go. I've just been spending time on the word. God has been faithful and good. And guess what? Uh, seriously, uh, Jenny and I have come to understand that we have uh, job security, body of Christ, that's just all that's going on in the body of Christ, like all that's that. going on in the world. We've got job security. So Amen. no matter what's going on, we're going to stay busy and just keep covering the nation with how to pray. Well, it, you have job security because when we make God our source yeah. and not man, because we make man our source, we get man's limitations. Yes. We make God our source. We get the unlimited power and abilities and resources and blessings from the Lord. So absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I believe you have a new uh, animal, if we could say a reptilian. We do you have, a new, have a new one. So what do you want to do first? You want to open up in prayer? You want to, you want to see the Mr. Guacamole? No. Okay. Yes. Yes. We will. Let's, let's open with prayer. Uh, we'll okay. go round one and round two in prayer and, and so, Father God, we just thank you for this chance that we get to thank come together. Lord. And, Father, today we're just asking you to give us utterance to speak into the body of Christ. The light would come from the words that we would share. And as we would share scriptures and as we would share insight from our own experiences, from the word being taught and studied by us, and from the Holy Spirit, as we would share light from the word of God, it would pierce the souls and the minds of the hearers, and that they would have clarity in thinking. For some have been wrapped in darkness and thinking, some have been wrapped in shadow, some have been wrapped in confusion, but there would be light coming, and they would no longer be wrapped in confusion, and they would see which way to walk, walking out the plan and the purpose of God for their lives. So, Father, I thank you that you can use Amanda and I today to help bring light and to read direct the lives of people that they'll walk closer with you that they'll walk in the goodness of god that your goodness would overtake them and father that the words that we share also would be injected into their heart and would rise up inside them as faith that they could walk as in christ men and women in this earth bringing heaven into earth creating what Jesus prayed when he said, Father, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So, Father, we thank you that today, today you can use us to just inject these things into the body of Christ. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Father God, in the precious name of your son, Jesus Christ, Yeshua, we come before you. Father, we praise you for this time, Lord. <laughs> Father, we ask you to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness, Father. We humble ourselves before you. We praise you that your mercies are new every single day, Father. Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus Christ that the pull of the flesh becomes less in our lives, so you, your will, and your power become more in our lives. We acknowledge you sent your son, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, to the earth, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He was the Passover lamb and the sacrifice for our sins, and he willingly gave up his life at Calvary. He purchased us by the shedding of his blood. He redeemed us that day. He made an open show and spectacle of the enemy before all of creation. And he rose again in three days, ascended back into heaven and victoriously took his rightful place at your right hand, where he rules and reigns forevermore. He is our advocate before your throne, Father. He never ceases to advocate for us. And we honor that before you, Lord this day. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we welcome your presence, the presence of Ruach Elohim, the spirit of the living God, and the presence of the Ruach HaKadosh, the Holy Spirit, to move, to go before us, Father God, that your power would go before us and your presence would mightily move, that you would lead and guide us in all wisdom, counsel, might, power, and the reverential fear of the Lord. 
by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, by the spirit of the one true living God. May only the truth and power of almighty God with authority now come forth in Jesus name. Father God, take all the glory for yourself. You are the potter. We are most certainly just the clay, Lord. You mold us. We are vessels that you fill in order to be utilized for your glory. Man is just a tool and an instrument in the hands of an infinitely powerful God. And we praise you, Lord. We glorify your name. Let your name be glorified above all in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. 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 God. Now let's talk tortoises. Let's talk tortoises. You have a picture for us, probably. And here is the African tortoise that is coming in to the sanctuary this week. We're going to name him Noah. Noah is. Oh, I'm telling you, is that prophetic that Noah is entering the ark? I'm telling you. Noah is entering the ark. That's interesting. Yep. I think that the the timing of this turtle coming and his name. I, I think is prophetic. So basically he is coming in. Marty was noticing the tile and how, uh, you know, how many inches the tile is because, well, Marty is talented in these things. Yes. So he noticed right away. He, he figured out the size of the turtle by the tile. Yeah. Most tile is 12 inches by 12 inches. And I saw that that looks like 12 inch tile. So, yep. So that so, would make him about 18 inches exactly so yeah. basically he's coming in and we're building his dwelling would you like to see here it That's is this cool. is his winter dwelling in the <laughs> summer and late spring he will be living outside because they have to have it quite warm these tortoises so we want him to be outdoors as well but for the winter this is going to be his dwelling now what creature do you have in there until the turtle comes That's what? one of our sanctuary staff members <laughs> <laughs> out in the turtle bed. So basically that the cardboard is just kind of like a replica. They're kind of just yeah. like okay. mapping it out. And Good. so um, our facilities manager, Ricky, is going to build, is going to take on the task of building the uh, tortoise great. dwelling. Good. Uh-huh. Good. And uh, yeah. Well, being African, I mean, so I'm sure he doesn't do well in the cold or doesn't like no. the cold or... Nope, they can't live in the cold. They have to have it like 80 degrees all the time. So he's got to have a heat lamp on him and UV lights. And these are very sensitive animals. So, yeah. So, but they're excited about it. So our whole staff is excited about welcoming him to the ark. So is is he going to get ever opportunity outside to get in water? Well, they don't really like, like there are some turtles like Mississippi sliders. Yeah. You know, and box turtles, they like water. Yeah. We are going to have like a little shallow water area for him, but they like shallow water areas, these tortoises. So they're mostly okay. land dwellers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Okay. So that was your National Geographic Educational Spotlight of the Week here on Grace Out Loud. <laughs> I'm, more, I'm more the better for it. Praise God. <laughs> I'm, <more the> it. <laughs> I'm telling you what. And I'll tell you, if you ever, if any of you, and and just from my heart, I share this, have any deep questions about turtles, email Amanda. (laughs) Not much that she doesn't know. Knows her way around a turtle pen, I tell you. Praise the Lord. I guess I'm I'm in rare form today. So well, I guess I'm in rare form today. <laughs> you called it. I did call it. See, coming into this, I called it right out of the gate. Okay. Well, God is good. Well, you know, God is good. Um, mm-hmm. He's been faithful. We've got good things in store. You know, there's a lot being said. I'm just mm-hmm. going to talk out of my heart for a minute. And we'll sure, run go with right that. ahead. There's a lot been said about challenging times coming. <clears throat> but, you know, he upholds his righteous. He upholds his people. Yes. He comes through for them. He, he sets his eyes and his hand upon his people and upholds them. And in, in the middle of the craziest or the darkest moments, that's when he gets the brightest and he's the most faithful. He's a loving father. It's, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, you can't. I, I, so I, let me say this. Years ago, I made a huge mistake and I umpired for Little League and T-ball. Oh now, I was 19 years old, 18 years old. Just graduated high school. I played baseball for years, so I knew the sport real well. Of course, T-ball has some different rules. And we're talking five-year-old, six-year-old T-ball kids. I made a huge mistake at 18 years old umpiring 
because some of those fathers really love their kids and they don't want anyone doing anything. Or, yeah. No one comes against their kid running to first base. You know what I'm saying? I found some fathers that compassionately really love their children and I was the opposition. And so <laughs> I, we had one time well. a gentleman, a gentleman showed his gun to us because he did not like oh. the call <clears throat> that a call oh, that oh I made. My. And so okay. all of that to say, now we were in the, in the sticks of Louisiana when that happened. So, you know, guns were, you know, everywhere, but <laughs> I was saying all that to say, our heavenly father is going to take care of us. He's going to uphold us no matter what comes against us. He's loving, he's caring, and he's ever watchful. He's watching over us. We do our part of walking with him, fellowshipping with him. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will walk at a place where you can ask what you desire and you can walk in divine protection in the days to come. Praise God. Amen. I totally, I totally agree with that. You know, sometimes in New York, especially, I feel like Daniel in Babylon. Mm. You know, with Daniel going, can I leave yet? Can I leave yet, yeah. Lord? When are you going to have your people leave? And no, but the Lord has positioned me into New York, in New York, and that's totally fine. And you know, I was born and raised here. But it's interesting because when you look at Daniel, and when you look at some of these these other men even women that lived in times yeah. where there was, you know, oppressiveness and turbulence and all these other things, Joseph, the Lord protected and prospered them in the middle of that, because you don't need, you don't need a thriving economy for the Lord to bless you. Yeah. You don't need a specific person in office for the Lord to bless you. He is not subject to those things. They're subject to him. Yeah. So basically we have to shift the mindset where it doesn't matter what the economy says, the stock market says, the news says, you know, who says what about what, what's going on. God is our source. The mindset has to sit shift in order for us to go from man is our source to God is our source because man has limited abilities. God has unlimited abilities. And when you shift that mindset, it doesn't matter what is going on financially or economically around you when that shifts it opens up doors that yeah. many times have remained locked for years in people's lives once they get it yeah mm -hmm. i did a, a series a while back um i believe the name of it was our source and supply god Ooh. is our our source and he supplies all of our needs there in philippians the fourth chapter the interesting about god supplying our needs i love the way paul now, Paul writing to the church of Philippi in the fourth chapter of Philippians, he's literally writing to them because out of everyone, no one had met his need or necessity by giving offerings, love offerings, sending what he needed financially like the church of Philippians, the church mm -hmm. of Philippi. Yeah. They had done that in an extreme level. Even when he wasn't just with them, he would be at another location at another place and they would send supply to him. But I love how Paul said that my God shall supply your need. Mm -hmm. It's interesting how he said that my God will supply your need. He was so familiar with mm -hmm. the source of his life that he yeah. knew the source's faithfulness to take care of them because they had met the requirements of supply. The requirements of supply is so, so that you can have harvest. So, I mean, you don't have harvest without sowing. The spiritual sowing and reaping is just like the natural. You don't put uh, nothing in the ground and reap ears of corn from, you know, or green beans or whatever it is. So I just really love that. So you were just mentioning about, mm -hmm. you know, how God is going to take care of us because part of the challenge in our lives is sometimes with our health and our body. And then the other second big one would be, you know, our finances. We need finances to survive. He, he is our source and supply for that. So, but I just love how Paul said that my God is going to take care of you. Exactly. And he was, he was very confident that you're right because he knew God, yeah. he knew God. There's a difference between believing in God and knowing God. Yeah. There's a huge difference. And when you know him, 
your confidence is in him that he is going to supply it. And I tell people too, the Lord wants your heart. Your heart is where your treasures are. So if the Lord tells you to give something up, he's got good reason for it. So he's give this person this right now. I'll, I'll give an example of something that happened to me at the gathering event in Florida when I yes. went down. So Nathan French came. I don't know if you've ever met Nathan French. He came. I haven't. He's like the brawny man when he walks in. He's like 6'5". He has this flannel shirt on. He walks wow. in like the brawny man. And and Manuel Johnson ends up bringing him over to our house. He goes, oh, Nathan really wants to meet you and see you. And I said, okay. So they come over. And I had this precious shofar that I got in Israel. <clears throat> precious to me, right? Um, our, our security agent haggled for that shofar <laughs> for me. And the Lord says to me in the kitchen, I want you to give Nathan that shofar. Now that's something precious to me. That show far. Yeah. Very precious, right? But he's yeah. after your heart. He wants to see yeah. what means more. And normally he's got other reasons too for it because he wants he wants to give you something, but he wants yeah. to see you give something up. And I gave it right to him. I just let go of it and blessed him with it and said, Here you go. The Lord told me to give you this wow. show far. So when the Lord wants you to let go of something, it's yeah. not worth holding on to it. I, I can be very honest yeah. about that. It is not worth holding on to it. Yeah. Let go of it because <laughs> he's got good reason that you may not be aware of yet why he's asking you to do those things. Yeah. And you don't have to fear not, um, you know, you're not, you're not stepping into loss yeah, when you exactly. sow. It's one thing to give, but I love that word so because so carries with it a reaping or harvesting mentality. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so I could give something away or donate. And I, those words are great. They're they're yeah. true. But it's good for us to just stir up our thinking on that when you sow, because sowers are reapers, believers are receivers, dogs bark. And when you <laughs> sow, you reap. And, you know, that's just it goes together with that. And mm -hmm. you, but you don't have to fear the so. You don't have to say, "Oh no, I'm stepping into a place of loss. I'm losing yes. something." You're actually gaining mm -hmm. seed sown. Mm -hmm. And so in 1 Corinthians 8:6, the amplified classic says, "Yet for us there is only one God, the Father, who's the source of all things. We put our eyes on him as our source. Mm -hmm. And his system of increase is to sow. Yeah. Well, well, it is. You know, farmers will tell you they don't get crops without going out there and working yeah. the fields, right? And and sowing and putting in. And many times you get way more back. You know, when they drop that seed into the earth, the interesting part too about when the seed is dropped into the earth, it has to die for something to come out of it. Yeah. Because it, it gets dropped into that dark soil yeah. and that seed has to die. And that seed then brings forth new life and it brings forth more than that seed that was dropped into the earth. Cause that's just one seed. Yeah. But normally like when we do a garden out here uh, in the spring and summer for the animals basically, and for us. So we, we have this garden that we do every year. And when we drop one tomato seed right in, we get an enormous plant that's got like six, seven tomatoes on it. From that one seed. That's how yeah. it was meant to work. Same thing with corn. One, right? Yeah. Kernel that's dropped into the ground is yeah. going to yield you a plant that probably has about three ears on it. Yeah. You know, one of the things I'm still learning and it's something. We're all learning. Uh, yeah. Uh, one of the things <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't, cause I don't want to miss this one, but God sometimes He'll supply you seed, and it's important if he's supplying it to you as seed to not eat it, because sometimes, Amanda, your seed looks just like your harvest, yes. you know? Sometimes the seed looks like harvest, and you're at a place and moment in life where you need a harvest, and you were provided a seed, and you ask yourself, is the seed large enough to meet my harvest, what's needed? If it's not, it's not your harvest. It's your seed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then you need to find. There's three things to do, too. You need to find what to do with the seed. 
And so then we begin prayer. And that's my job, right? That's what I do. I do prayer. And we need to pray to God and we need to ask him three things. We need to ask him where to put the seed, where to yes. sow the seed. Mm-hmm. We need to ask him when to sow the seed. And we need to ask um, how much of the seed to sow. Because yes. if you got a $100 seed, like $100 came in, you might only supposed to sow 85 of it. You might supposed to sow just 20 of it. Just because you're holding it doesn't mean all of it's your seed. He'll lead you on the amount, the timing, and where to put it. As we pray to him, he'll lead us in these three things. And then suddenly that seed is put in the perfect place of producing the harvest we need to meet all of our, you know. But we cover it with prayer, right? Don't we cover everything with prayer? I know ministers, any time before they even sow any seed, they actually take communion over every seed they take. How wow. honorable is that? You're literally coming. I know you're really big on communion and yes, we are yes. too. Mm-hmm. How honorable is that, that your memory, you're, you're hooking back up with the finished work of Christ in his blood and in his body every time you're endeavoring to sow into the kingdom of God. Yeah, mm-hmm. powerful. Well, it is because, you know, every time you take communion, you are honoring before God the yeah. sacrifice he had to make and Jesus Christ had make. You're telling him, I haven't forgotten this. I'm not taking this for granted. I'm honoring this. And you know yeah. what that is? That's something that's precious to God, which then makes him turn his ear and his face towards you. Yeah. Because you're honoring what he did. You're showing reverence for what he did. And I think that's why I'm so big on it because we, you know, we have to do that. We have to show reverence and tell him we haven't forgotten the sacrifice you made. We're not taking this for granted. We're acknowledging it before you. Yeah. Second Corinthians nine, 10 says, I'm in the new King James. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower. So we have a scripture there. It literally talks about how God himself will supply. So you could be at a place you could be at a place where you have nothing and you're thinking, God, how do I, I'm in such a bad place. I am so out of money and, and yeah. uh, such a dark place in my finances. And I'm so challenged. I don't have a dime to even start with. God can show up out of mercy, out of grace and supply a seed to the sower. But you know what the seed is for that moment in time? It's called hunger and thirsting after righteousness. Matthew 5, 6 says, those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, they'll be filled. So you can start off with nothing more than just a hunger and a thirst and a fervency to be closer to God. And he will cause that to be seed unto him, that he'll provide seed to you. Because every seed bears fruit of his own kind. Yes. You don't take $100 and sow that and you reap another in another compartment of, you know, you, you sow, like, you know, you sow seed of its kind, tomatoes, seeds produce, mustard seed produces, corn, you know, yes. they produce of their own kind. So you need to get in the compartmentalize yes. in the what you want to harvest to be. And you find what you harvest you want it to be. If it's money to take care of your mortgage, then why don't you sow what you can to help someone else pay for their mortgage? That's exactly. Yeah. Just recently, the Lord had dealt with Jenny and I to sow a seed into a ministry because we love what that ministry is doing. And we see how they're reaching and doing a lot of teaching. And we said, we want to sow a seed into that, that we may grow. And so we found a ministry that is similar to what we want to be like one day. Mm -hmm. And we sowed a seed. So there was a specific design in what we did. Well, and, and, you know, that's important to be prayerful and thoughtful about it. Yeah. Uh, in order for the Lord to supply to you, uh, you know, what you need over and above so you can be a blessing to others. You see, that's the whole point of it. It's not to hoard it all for yourself. It's so you can be a blessing to others, you know, with the with the animal sanctuary a lot because we're in the process of mapping out building the new sanctuary. Well, Good. you know, what we do many times we give we give not only to other sanctuaries, but we help people pay their medical bills for their oh, animals. Wow. Their animals are mer- need emergency surgery. They can't afford it. Animals very ill. This is going on. We pay it. 
Uh, because why? Because that's one of the things we do, right? Is we have the sanctuary. And that's something that has to run. So what we do is we bless others. In similar, now, that's not the only thing we do, but I'm giving it as an example. We bless in that lane. We bless in other lanes too, but we bless in that lane also because of what the Lord has commissioned us to do with that as well. Yeah. Good, mm-hmm. good. You know, there's been a much over decades against the word prosperity in the body of Christ. It doesn't make any sense to me because so choose you today, which way you want to live or die. Choose you. You want to be prosperous or unprosperous or not prosperous. Like, you know, you're one or the other. There's no, you know, barely get along in the middle. You're either prosperous, meaning you have all that you need and maybe more, or you don't have enough. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take much common sense to figure out that God's way is a way of just being prosperous. And he shows that in third John two, one. Okay. Third John two, one. And you know, this one, Amanda, this is one of our favorite scriptures. Beloved. I wish above all things. Oh, oh yes. That you would that prosper, you prosper and, be in health. and be in health, even as your soul prospers. And everyone wants to make it, you know, about, well, we don't believe in divine healing. Well, shame on you. You need a good kicking in the rump. Well, we don't believe in being prosperous. Well, you need two foot kicks in the rumps. But let me tell you something. God makes this all about the soul prospering. As your soul prospers, your finances and your body will follow it. It's those All aspects of your life are going to follow the prosperity of your soul. Because that means there's order. Oh, that's good, yeah. When your soul is prospering, things are coming into order and aligning under the will of God, which means then all these other lanes start to open up and the Lord can then bless and utilize those other lanes as well. Mm -hmm. The Amplified says, beloved, I pray you prosper in every way. Just because when the souls. Yeah, I know it's such a great. I like the Amplified. And I, it's so simple to see that when your soul prospers, because, you know, I mean, come on, Amanda, you see people, they could have millions and millions of dollars and hate their life and hate their oh, marriage. That happens a lot more than people think, oh, honestly. Have a horrible relationship with their children, mm-hmm. not have any friends, stuck in drugs, stuck in alcohol, stuck mm-hmm. in gambling, stuck just working 80 hours a week just yeah. because it keeps them away from having to think about how much they hate their life. People get trapped in this money, this corrupted version of it being this idolistic God. Mm-hmm. It is a tool. It's a tool. It That's is literally it is. something that we're to use to have a successful Christian life and to spread the gospel in this earth. But it's it's just like anything else. It's just a tool. But when it becomes the idol and the God, People find out if they leave it in that position too long, they find out they lose all the joy, all the peace, all the love. They lose all the prosperity of their soul. Uh Because idolatry at the root is meant to put one into bondage. Oh, wow. That's what it's meant to do. If you you think about the kingdom of darkness, right? They allure people to enslave them and lord over them. And oppress them, but Almighty God allures us through His Son Jesus Christ to set us free, and deliver us, and heal us, and prosper us. And so we have to understand, you know, the difference of that. This is why I was talking about where your heart is, your treasures are. Yeah, that's why when you're willing to give things up, when the Lord tells you, "Okay, I need you to give this away," you're showing this is not you are more important than this, Lord. You are number one in my life, not this object. And money is the same way. What Marty said, it is a tool. It is a tool and an instrument in our toolbox of life that God has given us that we take out at certain points when the Lord needs us to do things for Him. Yeah, that's all it is. I've got three children. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing for me to just hand one of them, you know, yeah. medium sized bill, big bill, yeah. whatever I have. I want them blessed. I want them mm-hmm. blessed. Yeah. The Bible says in Proverbs ten twenty two, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and he addeth no sorrow with it. Mm-hmm. And then that was in Proverbs ten twenty two, Psalm 35, 27. Now, Amanda, Ooh, I like Psalm 35. Oh, I know. So I good. love Psalm 35. Now, 
I'm pulling okay. all these up because Amanda and I came in the show today and Amanda's like, Marty, you're in rare form. Let's go at it. And yeah, I'm like, yes, that's what I said. I did say let's that. Just, and I said, yes, let's just be led. But I happened right when you mentioned about, you know, interesting times could come. It just prompted me where I pulled up some notes. So I'm not like Very the good. super genius here. I'm pulling up <laughs> notes and scriptures of where I taught that so our support, our supply and our source. Okay, good series. And so that's where I'm getting Psalm 30, 35, 27, let them shout for joy and be mm-hmm. glad that have that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, get this, let them say continually. This is the people of God using their mouth and saying continually all the time, let the Lord be magnified, which has pros- a pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. Do you think the media would have a heyday if the body of Christ would start walking around and saying this? Oh, thank you, Lord. How wonderful you are. We magnify you because you want us prosperous. It's enough crazy going on already with the media. They just, they'll have more to talk about. But this is the heart of God. He wants his children blessed. Mm -hmm. He does. And, you know, because he's our father, right? And I, I always, this is something I, I learned recently because God's mercies are new every single day and he's long suffering. Right. But his love is non-negotiable because we should be moving from darkness to light our entire walk of our, of our Christian life. And so when, as we do that, you see the prospering doesn't happen in the darkness, It happens in the light. Yeah. When people go into darkness is where they lose their way. They have no direction. They, they have trouble and they struggle in, in, in many areas of life because they have stayed in a place where things don't grow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When a seed is dropped in the ground, it pushes its way through the darkness to the light. It cannot grow in the ground. It's got to fight and push past the darkness into the light. And the light is then what blooms it and Mm -hmm. causes it to grow so magnificent. And so people sometimes want to stay in the ground and in the dark and nothing's going to grow down there. Yeah. You have to push your way towards the light. You have to make a conscious decision. And a lot of people don't want to do that because they don't want to put the work in to do that. But more importantly, they don't want to give up the things that they now have coveted more than God, right? They, They don't want to give up the things around them that are causing them to stay in bondage or causing them to stay in darkness. They'd rather stay there because they're used to it yeah, rather than change and push their way towards the light. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep thinking about, you know, cause I've, <clears throat> I've been at a place where I was without. Yeah, uh, financially. We all have. Yes. <clears throat> I yeah. have too. Yes. And just not absolutely. enough. And, uh, there was, I mean, when I first met Jenny, um, she was living on rice and beans. I mean, she was like, you know, and I, I, I'm so glad that I could come in and I actually would help her buy groceries and stuff, you know, because she was going through, she, you know, was going through a challenging year or so there. Mm-hmm. And then the more we walked with God, the more we stuck with him, the better things got. Genesis 8.22 says, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, a day and a night shall not cease. So it seems like in Genesis 8.22 that God put in this earth, he put together these systems that just have a steady flow, yes. one of which is winter and summer. There's this the, the rotation of the earth and the sun and Lord have mercy, flat earth, oh, round earth, something's right rotating. I can guarantee you, yes. <laughs> something's <laughs> rotating. We're in New York right now, okay. Yeah. And then you have day and night, so we have the spinning of whatever, cold and heat as the earth remains, but seed time and harvest. So yes. there's this system he's put place where if you'll sow, you'll reap. So there's a time of seed time and there's a time of harvest. It's just like the natural. I tell you, when it comes to the ways of increase, 
financially by the hand of God, it's a perfect image many times, a mirror image of the farmer just in the natural. Obviously, yes. you have a dog you're petting. Who is yes. it? Missy. Missy. Oh, Missy. Missy, you want to come up? Come on. You going to come up? Oh, up. Oh, here's the big boy now. They were all in there. You want to see something interesting? Yes. Let's see. Cyrus, where's the shofar? Where's the shofar? You want really? to show Marty where the shofar is? Where's the shofar? Where is it? Oh, nope. He's not doing it today. Normally, if I ask him where the shofar is, he actually goes and touches it because he knows what the shofar is. But right now, he's a little distracted, I think, because he's been left inside and they've all gone outside. To, yeah to have fun. So he's all over the place. But normally when I ask him that, cause we did it the other night on a broadcast, he goes and touches it. Wow. Yes. It's really cool. Yes. And that's, that's exactly what we're talking about. Uh -huh. We learn, we learn and we're learning <laughs> seed time and harvest. <laughs> we know how to go to provision. We know how to find the shofar. And yes. with this seed time and harvest, God's got a system in place. So imagine it like this. Imagine God's system of monetary increase. Yeah. And it's not for us to have, you know, for us to just get by, for us to get by and have extra that we could help someone else. All of your needs oh. met. Let's just talk about the standard. All of your needs met, all up that you need and your abundance of your desires being filled. And then you have extra to help someone else because our lives are all about helping someone else. Mm -hmm. Imagine it's like a racetrack. And it's like the Indy 500, right? And everyone's oh, in there and fast. they're going 220 miles an hour. I don't know how fast they and go. And trying not to lose their cookies in the process of going 200 miles. Yeah. And you get off to get some gas. Yes. Now you've got a trouble of how do I get back in this race where everyone's going 220? Right, well, fuel, this is yeah. the deal. You have to get in this flow and the system of God, the system of increase. God has got a system of increase. It flows one way. You don't get in the Indy 500 and you don't go backwards against traffic. You no. are going to die. You have to get in the flow. And that's what this yes. is about. Uh -huh. God has got a system already in this earth, seed time and harvest that will produce results for you and will take care of you. But you got to get in the flow. How do you flow? How do you start it? We've already talked about it. Get a seed. You just start with one seed. You ask him where, when, and how much to put that seed, to sow the seed. And once you sow the seed, then you begin to thank him for the harvest. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you. Isn't it beautiful? In Matthew 9, he literally calls himself the Lord of the harvest. He is. Now we know he's talking about the harvest of the precious fruit of the earth, but we can still use that name because he's the one that created this system of increase in the earth. So he is the Lord of the harvest, not just over the precious fruit of the earth, but every level of increase down here, he was the one that originally came up with design of that. That's so right. we got to get in by sowing a seed, sowing a seed into the flow of the harvest. And then we thank him for the return. It comes We'll take supply from that. We'll take seed from that. And we do it again. And we increase. You know, what's interesting, too, about what you said with the Indy 500, when they're racing, they have to be very strategic about when they get off and take those stops. Yeah. There's strategy behind it. Yeah. You know, they just can't at any point. It's got to be strategic and deliberate. So then it delivers to them at the end the result they're looking for. Yeah. So, you know, being strategic with the Lord about how, where he, what he wants you to do and where he wants you to do it is just as important. Yeah. Is just as important because he'll instruct you. If you ask him, I promise you, he yeah. will instruct you. You know, yeah. Lord, you've given me this. What should I do with this? Lord, you, he will instruct you and tell you if you ask him. I do that with him a lot. Yeah. And, I ask and, him. Yeah. And many times in the instruction, Amanda, mm -hmm. um, People will think I'm waiting for God to tell me, but okay, pull back from that. And just, what does your heart say? See the number one way he speaks to us is the inward witness. So his response to us, his leading, his instruction might be, it just seems right to do this. And you follow that. It's that little itty bitty conscience, the spirit of man talking. It's the little prompting, the inward witness, the still small voice of the Holy ghost that would just give you the, the, just the insight, the prompting 
the intuition, like women's intuition, the mom's intuition, you'll have this intuition. You'll have yeah. this, okay, this, I believe this is what I'm supposed to do with this. Sit on it a day or two or three. If, if he allows you, chew on it, think on it. If it comes to you, oh, I should do this with the seed. Take a few days if he allows you, yeah. marinate on that weigh it through. It could have been your soul trying to lead you and guide you. Just take a few days and chew on it and see how that feels. And if it still feels good, then follow through with that. But that's how it starts. He, he People want the flamboyant. God shows up with lightning and clouds and beams of light and polar bears chasing or whatever. You know, okay, maybe no polar bears. People want the explosive move of God when his biggest move is these still small leadings on the inside. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the Lord has done that with me many times yeah. where it's a prompting or it, it's a little pushing. It's not, it's not a thunderous, you know, he's done that too. He but does those too. He, he's done oh, those he too. He does those. Yeah. Uh, but he has <laughs> the little prompting of the pushing or the just maneuvering, like, you know, pushing you in, in, in this direction. Yeah. And the more you're in his word, the more sensitive you get to that. Your, your soul, your spirit becomes very sensitive to that gentle push and nudge in a certain direction. So when people come to me and say many times, if we, if we are speaking somewhere and people come and they say, well, I need direction right now. I ask them, how much are you in his word? Are you in his word every day? Yeah. And many times the answer is no. And I'm going to say, well, if you want direction from him, you've got to feed your soul the food that it needs. And you have to get the word in you every day in order to unlock your ability to hear the direction he wants you to go in, in the midst of everything else going on. Because that takes what? Discipline. And direction and discipline go hand in hand. So many times when people have a hard time with direction, many times they're disciplined is off. I've noticed that. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, one of my favorite scriptures years ago, when I started looking into God, taking care of us, you know, our needs being met yeah. Matthew, the sixth chapter is just tons of Jesus talking. Mm-hmm. And when he starts in verse 25, therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you would drink, nor about your body. What you were put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. And listen to verse 26. Look at the birds of the air, because Jesus is wanting to prove a point. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more value than they? And someone can say, well, God is just feeding the birds of the air. They're getting taken care of without even having to do anything. That's true. But the problem with that is, See, Jesus went on and said, aren't you more valuable than they? The reason why Jesus said that was because we do have the capability to sow and reap and gather in the barns. Birds don't. Birds do not have the ability of getting in the flow of increase. They only have the flow of survive. Father will supply to them. They survive. They don't have increase ability of sowing and reaping. We've got the ability of survive and increase beyond that so that we can use the overflow of that to touch the lives of others. So that's why we're so much better than the air. I mean, so much better than the birds of the air. Just in this perspective, we actually can sow seed and reap and gather more than what we need, store it in barns. And I'm going to tell you, Amanda, if you Uh go back and look at Joseph, you know Joseph very well. Storing in barns was really important for nations years ago. Seven years worth. Wow. Seven years worth of grain had to be stored away in order to survive the famine that was coming. And that took a lot of, uh, that took a lot of strategy to do, which came from Joseph listening to the Lord and doing it the way the Lord wanted it done. And therefore Joseph helped not only Egypt, but uh, Israel, that the nation of Israel was helped in the famine also. They were saved from starvation also. You know what's an interesting um, <clears throat> scriptures to read with this? Deuteronomy 28. Oh. Yep. 
the first 14 verses mm. I'm going to read. I love it. Let's do it. Okay. Now it shall be, if you diligently listen to and obey the voice of the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commandments, which I am commanding you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. All these blessings will come upon you and overtake you if you pay attention to the voice of the Lord your God. You will be blessed in the city and you will be blessed in the field. The offspring of your body and produce of your ground and the offspring of your animals, the offspring of your herd and the young of your flock will be blessed. Your basket and your kneading bowl will be blessed. You will be blessed when you come in and you will be blessed when you go out. The Lord will cause the enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before you. They will come out against you one way, but flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessing upon you in your storehouses and in all that you undertake. And he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God gives you. The Lord will establish you as a people holy and set apart to himself, just as he has sworn to you. If you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways, so all the peoples of the earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they will be afraid of you. The Lord will give you great prosperity in the offspring of your body and the offspring of your livestock and the produce of your ground in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open for you his good treasure house, the heavens, to give rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hands. And you will lend to many nations, but you will not borrow. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail, and you will be above only, and you will not be beneath. If you listen and pay attention to the commandments of the Lord your God, which I am commanding you today to observe them carefully, do not turn aside from any of the words which I am commanding you today to the right or to the left to follow and to serve other gods. Mm, 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 mm. It's, it just seems like Solomon was thinking on that. When he wrote Proverbs 22, uh, 10, 22, the blessing of the Lord make us rich and adds no sorrow to it. That whole Deuteronomy, that is just saying the same thing. And he's just expounding upon all the ways that the blessing of the Lord will take care of you. There's just something, there's something to be said, a man, about just walking with God, walking upright in his sight. Well, it's true because that's obedience and obedience is better than sacrifice. What yeah. did I kept saying in Deuteronomy 28? If you obey and listen to, yeah, obey and listen to, obey and listen to, yeah. those are the keys yeah. because it means then you're in the will of God. Yeah. If you're obeying and you're listening, it means you're in his will and therefore he can then open the gates of blessing mm. to come into your life because he can trust you with it yeah mm -hmm. and he'll lead you and he'll prompt you and he'll he'll just give you the smallest little intuition the little little mm -hmm. prompting of what to do and many yeah. many times it's going to start with just a seed and you might just have one dollar i was at a church i spoke at a church in florida a few weeks ago and um when i was done at the end of the service, I'm standing at the front row. The service ends, and a lady walks up to me who's homeless. Aww. Homeless. She walks up to me, and she's, you know, she looks, you know, like she's homeless. Um, really, really sweet. Walks up to me, and she says, Preacher, you blessed me with what you said a while ago. I'm going to go get all that I have, and I'm going to sow half of it to the pastor of the church and half of it to you. She came that night and brought me a $5 bill. Aww. And she said, I've gave half of it to the pastor and I've gave, and I have right. it sitting downstairs. I have it mm -hmm. set aside because I am going to continue to pray over that seed. She gave all that she had, literally all that she had. And she was so sincere and so genuine. I believe God prompted her because he's going to get her a home. I believe he's going to turn things around. He prompted her. So, But see, this is what she did, Amanda. She just had this overwhelming in her heart to do that. She was following the Lord. That's where he leads us. It's not that we figure out, oh, if we do this and we sow this and interest rates and this, and you can do that, right? But this is God's way of increase, mm -hmm. that he leads you. And he may lead you to do those things, but let him lead you. His way of increase is best. And his way of increase starts with seed sown, seed sown. And she sowed that. So I'm going to take that seed, which I have it, 
pray over it more and more. And I'm going to ask the Lord, Lord, where can I sow this seed for her? Yeah. To carry on. You know, we were at one of the reawakens Uh and, uh, which one was it where we had all the golf carts? Oh, yes. It was in Miami. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, so we were we had all the golf carts and no it was before that it was before the Miami it wasn't it in was, October in remember Miami. it was it was quite a while back maybe a year and a half ago and we and the speakers the 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 um, the where all of the media was the room was like an yes. eighth of a mile away yeah oh I remember now. was it Colorado I don't remember it was, but it was, far, it was far and I okay. and so there was a period of time where they came and said hey could you help drive dude I'd love to drive a golf cart well I'm driving a golf cart next thing I know I've got Mike Lindell sitting right behind me on the golf cart so I'm driving and this now Mike Lindell this is right after he got attacked in the hotel and someone sucker punched him and I'm thinking to myself we're driving across this open parking lot I'm not packing. I, 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 my karate skills have not been honed in a while. I'm not, I've not been stretching and staying flexible. If someone jumps us, I just have to outrun Mike. That's my whole idea. Okay. Now, obviously I'm joking. I'm going to fight for Mike, but so, but I'm thinking, cause Mike has no security, you know, like, come on, Mike, bring some security. So I'm driving him across the parking lot and we go a long way. I pull yeah. him up. There you go, Mr. Lindell. And he hops out and hands me two $20 bills. And I'm thinking, these two $20 bills, he just, he tips me. I'm not, it's just the strangest thing he tips me. It was very nice that he tipped you. It was so nice. It's the only tip I ever got. And so I took those, I put them, I folded them, I put them in my wallet. And I said, I call this seed to save America. Because I'm getting this from a man who has just gone out of his way. And this is right out of his wallet to mine. And so I held them in my wallet probably nine months. And then God showed me, literally, I prayed over those two $20 bills. And God told me literally two people to give them to. And one of the people I gave those to are some friends of ours that I believe are are in the billion-dollar flow. Mm. The billion-dollar flow. And I'm seeing right now that that's happening. God is moving them and leading them, and they're creating a business that's going to produce insane amount of, of money for the kingdom of God. I'm seeing it happen right now, but it was cool that I got to be just this middleman of seeking God yes. and trusting him on where to put that seed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's important listening and then following through on the instruction uh, of the Lord. Truly. Uh, it, it truly unlocks doors. It does. Yeah. It absolutely does. That was very nice that, that Mr. Mike tipped you. It was so nice. of <laughs> it him. Was a, it was very nice of him. <laughs> um, but I, I don't remember, I'm trying to think back to which one that was. Yeah, I don't think it was no. Colorado, but I, I, I know which one you're talking yeah. about. I just don't remember what city we were in. Yeah. It was warm but, outside, but kind of dusty out there made for a long day, but uh-huh. it well Well, it did. <laughs> <laughs> He's driving around in a golf cart, you know. Yep, uh, like the Karate Kid. So, but what? Exactly. Like Thank wax you for on, that. Wax off, right? Yeah. It, was that it? Yep. Wax on, wax off. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! You see, this is what happens. This is what happens with us. We go. We just. We just have fun. It's like Here's the Fourth of July. Okay. <laughs> the Fourth of July. But speaking of that, I challenge Noah to a race in the future. So there you go. So I've said. Oh, it. that would be that amazing would make, if that we would make did a, a video. race between Marty and Noah. Yeah. And did like uh, that that music that they do when you put the runners into slow motion and they're having a race. They have that certain type of music that they use. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah. I can see it all now. I can see it all now. <laughs> But I want to encourage the, the, because when I see these things happen sometimes in my life, I go, "Mm," you know, you, you, you start to see the patterns, but if the Lord in the coming weeks encourages you to give something that's precious to you, because something that's precious to you is precious to him because you gave it up for him. Give it up. Yeah. If he tells you to do it. please give it up, right? Because we are right now like entering a pivot. That's the word, pivot. And so if he does, please, I implore you, 
do what he tells you to do. He's got good reason for it, for your good, not for your harm. Yeah. It, you know, it's an object. Give it up. <laughs> and it's not complicated because yeah. uh, you, when you were saying that, Second Corinthians nine mm-hmm. seven, it's not complicated. King James says, "Every man, according as he purposes in his own heart, let him give, not grudgingly of necessity." but letting, uh, because God loves a cheerful giver. But the key point of this is we just follow our heart. As someone gives, let them purpose in their heart, meaning guard your heart, keep your heart, protect your heart, for out of it come the issues of life, Proverbs says. Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it comes the issues of life. Keep your heart. Our heart is very, very valuable when it comes to the things of God's increase Mm -hmm. because we want to be sensitive to what we should do. And that's what this is saying. We should give, we should sow as it just rises up in our heart to do. And I tell you, the mind tries to kick in. The unrenewed mind tries to say, you can't sow that $100. You can't sow that precious thing that you got from Israel that, mm-hmm. you know, that shofar, you can't. So that when's the next time with all going on in the world that you're going to get to go and get the same one again, you're never going to be able to get that shofar. That's one of a kind. And your mind was running through those things because everyone's mind does, but you tapped into your heart and said, yeah. I choose God over the thing. Yes. And you purposed in your heart. And there's a great reward from that. There is a harvest. You will probably have 1000 shofars one day. <laughs> would that be amazing that would be something that would be something else i'd have to get a warehouse just for the shofars if that happened Cyrus <laughs> would have a field day he that touched would... the shofar during the the in the background they told me they were watching yeah. in the background our team and he came in and touched the shofar while we wow. were talking afterwards yep oh wow yeah cool. you know how clay says you need a shofar to go far <laughs> clay knows his way know around a horn i'll tell you that He's tooting his horn a lot. So he tooted. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have said that. So, oh, Marty, Marty, Marty. Well, Don't praise God. An hour. Praise the Lord. Yeah. So it's been good. I think we've, yes. um, I wasn't expecting us to go this way, but you know, interesting things are happening in the world. You can't uh-huh. deny that. Interesting uh-huh. things, interesting times. One minister went through Matthew 24 and said, Lord, I'm fixing to start praying that Matthew 24 and all of these things don't happen. These things that Jesus said are going to come. And Jesus spoke to him and said, you're going to waste your time. I didn't tell you those things for you to make a prayer list. I told you those challenging war nation against nation pestilences, famines, um, man, brother against brother. Those things are going to happen but we don't have to live in that we can yeah. live set apart by him as his yeah. hands upon us where we're being taken care of by him. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Praise Amen. the Lord, Marty. Praise well, God. thank you for joining us today. Yes. Thank you. It's been wonderful. Yes. Good to see you and good you to too. see the dogs. <laughs> to see the dogs. The whole gang. The whole gang came in, yeah. except for Toby. We except don't know where Toby is at the moment. He's somewhere in the house, but Toby didn't come in, but the other two did. So, and oh. then, you know, when the turtle, I'll, when the turtle comes, I'll send you pictures. Yes. Thank you. I, I wanted that. to make one announcement because yeah, you've been a part do. of our healing revivals in the past. We have our number five healing revival coming up in Tulsa. So if you are anywhere in the country and you want to come join us on March the 8th and the 9th, you can go to Tulsa. We will be having a healing revival here. We will have our healing technicians who will sit down with you in 30-minute sessions and help you take what belongs to you. So if you're dealing with whatever sickness it is, whatever it is, even heaviness, depression, anxiety, whatever it is in life, come to our Tulsa Healing Revival March the 8th and the 9th. If you go to livemyprayer.org, I'm going to put at the top up there, the link where you can click on that, or you can go to events, but it'll be on the webpage where you can get all of the details. Okay. Praise well, God. Wonderful. Praise the Lord. Praise yes. the Lord. Thank you, Marty. We'll see Thank you, you Amanda. Soon. God bless you. See you very you. soon. God bless you. Hi, Jenny. Okay. And that concludes grace out loud for today. Since Marty brought up Mike Lindell, we might as well put him up. We might as well put Mr. Mike up so people can be a blessing to him for blessing Marty. <laughs> 
So if we have the picture of Duchess on her my pillow dog bed, which we have to get more because, well, pigs go through dog beds quite a bit. I don't know if you know any of this, but pigs go through beds quite a bit. So you can go to mypillow.com and use promo code ARC to bless Mr. Mike Lindell to save 66% or more on my pillow products. So we actually, I have to get a new pair of slippers because our staff puts our my slippers on and goes outside with them and they have completely now wrecked my slippers. So basically we're going to get a new pair of that and the pet beds are amazing. So they are durable, they are washable and they are amazing. So you could do that. And uh, God bless everyone. Keep the faith. We love you. Armor up according to Ephesians chapter six, Psalm 91, say it every single day. And uh, we just implore you to just get into the word, be in the word, be in the word daily in the times we are in and listen for the instruction of the Lord. He will never steer you wrong. And we will be making announcement. We will be on um, early this week at some point uh, with a part two for Eagle Pass. I have already begun working on that. So we're going to be doing that as well. Thank you, everybody. Have a wonderful evening. Hello, everyone. Amanda Grace here. So as many of you know, Dr. Mark Sherwood and Dr. Michelle Sherwood of the Functional Medical Institute are mine and Chris's doctors. And so I went to Dr. Sherwood with a problem that I was seeing, not only with, with what I was going through, but with what other women were going through concerning their metabolism, concerning energy, concerning their hormones. And so we put our heads together and we are very happy now to finally be able to present to you Rafa for women. Rafa means healer in Hebrew. So it is an ode to the Lord because he is our healer. He put things in the earth that help heal us. And so Rafa is a product that was created for that. It also helps by helping with a healthy metabolism and natural hormones, as well as it helps balance fatigue, it helps with weight gain, night sweats, mood swings, blood sugar issues, and more. It is all natural. And I find more and more people are going into the natural arena in order to find solutions to issues that they're going through. So if you'd like to learn more, you can go to www.arcofgrace.org forward slash ministry dash partners to learn more about Rafa today. God bless. Hey everyone, Amanda Grace here. If you are looking for advice on financial matters, if you think gold and silver might be right for you, go to bh-pm.com today. Andrew Sorcini of Beverly Hills Precious Metals, who has been on Ark of Grace many times and loves to answer our viewer questions, is here with his team to answer all of your gold and silver needs. Whether you want to buy gold and silver, whether you have questions to see if it's right for you, whether you are looking to roll over retirement accounts, go to bh-pm.com today and Andrew and his team will be more than happy to assist you with all of your needs. If you want to support an amazing patriot and be a blessing, go to MyPillow.com today and use promo code ARK, A-R-K, to save up to 66% or more off of all MyPillow products. They have pillows, of course, but they are so much more than pillows. They have sheets. They have slippers. They have bathrobes. They even have dog beds. And a fun fact for all of you, Noble, one of our pigs at our animal sanctuary, has indeed slept on a MyPillow dog bed. So if you want to be a blessing, you can go to MyPillow.com today and use promo code ARC. It is an alternative to big pharma based on quantum physics, over 40 scripture verses written into these patches for everything from blood sugar, anxiety, pain, neuropathy, to immune system boost, dog pain. They are very sincere about um, having alternatives to big pharma. We are a big advocate of natural solutions to help with pain and, and, and blood sugar and a host of other issues. I yeah. tried the pain patches and, yeah. and they worked when I used them. When you connect it to your body, the skin patch changes changes your brainwaves. Sugar, this one is neuropathy. I actually have it on. And we use this on Toby, actually, because Toby's about eight years old. And from being paralyzed years ago, and the Lord miraculously healing him, 
He has a little leftover with his joints and his hips. So we actually give him the doggy pain patches. What was he doing? He was running? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I walked him out and wow, he's boom. And he got power. I said, no way. And I don't know. I said, Amanda, what? What did you do to him? To <laughs> <laughs> so it's good.